Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello and welcome back and welcome to what is going to be a special episode of the podcast. The reason that it's a a special and I'm not going to include it with my usual series is because it isn't actually about um, anything to do with hypnobirthing or pregnancy or birth. However, if you are pregnant and listening to this because you are interested in hypnobirthing and you are kind of starting to look towards giving birth, you might still find it helpful. I know that I probably would have if I was in your situation. Basically, what this um, episode is going to be about is about pumping. So when I say pumping, I mean pumping breast milk uh, for your baby. And it isn't actually just about pumping. It's about exclusively pumping, which is actually what I did for my first daughter for the first 12 months of her life. And there's many different reasons why and why some people might find themselves in a situation where that is the best option. And I just wanted to talk about it really because there isn't actually a lot out there about it you know there are some websites and I definitely did find myself reading those but there actually isn't a lot and so you know my my daughter now is nearly four but I have been meaning to kind of do you know talk about it a bit more and I've wanted to get my story out there a little bit more because it is it's interesting I think and hopefully um helpful as well So to go back to when I was pregnant with her, so four years ago, uh, back in 2016, I had every kind of intention of attempting to breastfeed her. I was very aware that actually breastfeeding is really hard and um, I definitely didn't have any uh, misconceptions that it was going to be really easy. And, you know, I know for some people it is an easy journey, but actually for a lot of people it's it's quite difficult those first few weeks are uh, quite hard work and obviously you're very emotional anyway from just having a baby and so yeah I I kind of knew that anyway I knew that it was um, potentially a difficult journey to go on so I was aware but I wanted to attempt it Um, so when Elle was born Elle was my first daughter she we were in hospital so if um if you are interested in listening to my birth stories I actually have a podcast episode on them we ended up um, in hospital having her and um, she, yeah, she didn't latch basically. She, um, we were very kind of tired from a long labour and emotional as you tend to be when you've had a baby and she just, she just wouldn't latch. I can't really explain it in any other way other than she was having none of it. Um, The midwives in the hospital were really, really nice. And I have to say this because I hear conflicting stories about this. And some people say they weren't helpful when it came to breastfeeding. Um, You know, they they weren't very interested. They kind of just looked and were like, oh, yeah, that's fine and sent them on their way. Um, But my experience was that they were actually very helpful. They came round often to um, help me to get her to latch and they do you know really try to help and when she wouldn't I expressed I just hand expressed colostrum and I fed that to her by a syringe which obviously they provided at the hospital. Newborn uh, babies their stomachs are the size of a marble so they're really really tiny so she obviously didn't need a lot at that point and so kind of just hand expressing and giving her colostrum on a syringe was all she needed uh, for kind of a little while while we were there. I must just say, I make this sound like we were in hospital for weeks. We were only there for one night. But yeah, that's kind of what I was doing while we were in there. 
Also, while we were there, the midwives brought me around a breast pump um, and they had this like amazing uh, hospital grade double breast pump, which was obviously incredible. And, you know, just so that I could pump basically while I was there, so I could pump milk for her a bit easier than hand expressing it, which I did. Um, they also gave me a cold water steriliser bottles you know they were they were very helpful and I you know I like to say that as part of this story because I do often hear um the opposite really of that but my experience was definitely very positive with them so the whole time we were in hospital for you know I suppose it was a day and a night um I was just expressing I was still trying to get her to latch she still wouldn't. Um, each midwife tried and they couldn't. And so they were a bit hesitant to let me go home until we had sorted out our, our feeding and how we were going to feed. But luckily for me, and I think this is probably why they let me go home, my mother-in-law is a, um, a retired midwife and health visitor. And so she has lots and lots and lots of experience in um, in helping babies to breastfeed and to latch. And so I had every faith that if anybody could help me, it was going to be her. And it was going to be when we were at home and we were relaxed and kind of a hospital environment just wasn't right. I wanted to just get home and to, to try when I was feeling a bit more relaxed in my own environment. And so they were happy enough with that and let me go. I, in the meantime, my parents had gone and they'd bought bottles and a breast pump and a steriliser and all things like that because we didn't have that and so uh, off we went home um, to kind of continue our journey. So once we were at home we obviously still kept attempting to get her to latch. Um, my mother-in-law tried, you know my husband tried, I tried and she really just wasn't having any of it and I think I probably tried for a week, maybe 10 days after we got home, I would try every day numerous times to get her to latch and she wasn't, it was just quite stressful and she just wasn't having any of it. And so I kind of just stopped. I thought, because at the same time I was pumping and I was pumping my breast milk and feeding it to her by bottle anyway, and it was really working for us. And so I stopped because I thought, well, you know, this is working, the pumping's pumping's working and, you know, I don't see why I can't just carry on doing this for as long as I am happy to do it, basically. So I stopped. Now, in hindsight, I probably think that if I had carried on trying to get her to that, she probably would have eventually. Um, I've since then gone on to have another daughter who did latch and who... um, breastfed absolutely fine obviously we still had that kind of couple of weeks at the beginning where it was uh, quite painful and difficult trying to kind of maintain the latch and get everybody used to it but we managed it and so I think perhaps if I had uh, persevered a bit maybe she would have but at the time I did what was right for both of us and I don't actually have any regret about that because I definitely made that choice because that was what was best for me and, and for her at that point. I have to just add that I am absolutely no way against formula feeding. I am a formula baby. I am absolutely not against it in any way, shape or form. And she would have 100% had formula um, had I not found the expressing milk to be okay I actually I found it fine and it it just kind of got into like we got into a routine with it and it became part of my my daily routine and it was it was fine alongside that I'm personality wise I'm one of those people that once somebody sort of doubts that I can do something I want to really go and prove them wrong that I can and I actually had one midwife who came round to do a check as they do in the days following um 
following when your baby's born and obviously I told her that I was expressing and um, feeding her by bottle and but also trying to get her to latch at the same time and this midwife actually just kind of laughed and said oh well you're making life hard for yourself aren't you you know that won't last and I thought maybe this midwife had had a really bad day she didn't mean to say it like that you know maybe 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 who knows but I was a first-time mum I was emotional my baby wouldn't latch and so I kind of just thought that's not helpful and I suppose a bit of me wanted to prove that midwife wrong and so I kind of didn't want to stop because I wanted to prove her wrong and that's just my kind of personality type I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing and she's never known that I carried on she's she forgot about me the moment she walked out the door but for me I am you know I I wanted to prove her wrong that's kind of just my personality type that which is what I carried on and I found it okay um and so you know it isn't anything at all to do with the fact that I'm anti-formula because I'm not at all um and you know there were definite times where I topped her up with formula when I was stressing that I didn't have enough milk so you know I'm absolutely 100% not. So when we kind of got into a bit of a routine with it, I started off, I think for the first kind of couple of months, for the first two months, I probably pumped every two hours. And I think I actually... I think I slacked a bit at times and I noticed a drop in my supply and so I thought you know I do I do have to pump regularly every two hours. I just tried to follow her kind of lead where she fed so typically newborns will feed every two hours and the reason they do that is because they are trying to establish your supply and regulate it and so that's why they do that so obviously it makes sense if you're pumping you should do the same because then your supply gets built up and it gets established so I did that and I pumped every two hours day and night for for probably I think two months which obviously is not easy but babies are up at night anyway Um, and so it meant I could pump and then feed her at night or my husband could feed her while I pumped which we did as well so it sounds bad but it wasn't actually that bad it wasn't quite double the work it was maybe a little bit more (laughs) maybe it was like two-thirds of the work but yeah it wasn't it wasn't double after a couple of months I think I dropped it down to every three hours and again I just was led by her kind of feeding patterns I just tried to pump sort of as often as she needed feeding really by about eight months um, I was pumping I suppose four times a day I can't remember the exact times but I had like times that I would try to pump so it might be like eight in the morning uh, you know half past twelve half past two you know I had certain times that I would um, aim to pump at um, regularly throughout the day and I also still at eight months was pumping once during the night I think about 2am but after kind of eight months when it got to about nine months I did stop that night time pump and I just kind of started to do pumping about three times a day because obviously by eight months they're on solid food and although they don't drop a lot of milk she probably dropped a little bit and also by that point my supply was very established and I've always had an oversupply and I don't know if that's because I pumped and I pumped a lot at first maybe I wouldn't have if I had uh, breasts she'd fed straight from the breast but I always had loads of milk so I could sit down and I could pump nine ounces in like 10 minutes it was crazy I just used to get so much and then when I had my second daughter and I breastfed her directly I had a lot again and she used to get 
squirted in the face and she'd struggled to gulp it all down like it was a bit crazy but I'm not complaining because an oversupply is obviously a good thing although a bit annoying and messy it is you know it's nothing to complain about it's it's a good thing really by 12 months I think I was pumping twice a day and I definitely knew that I was going going to stop at 12 months that was going to be it and I was actually very pleased and amazed that I had made it to 12 months So the pros I would say of exclusively pumping are that other people can feed the baby, which is a real benefit. So, uh, you know, right from the beginning, my husband could feed her, um, you know, grandparents could feed her, friends could feed her. And it's nice because it meant they kind of had that time with her and they could bond with her, which was quite nice. The other pro is that it meant I could just be a little bit more flexible with leaving her especially when she was little um you know if you if they're feeding every couple of hours then it's quite hard to kind of if you want to nip out and just have like an hour to yourself it's quite difficult but it meant I could be a little bit more flexible you know if I got back half an hour late for a for a pumping session it didn't matter too much she had milk that my husband could give her I actually think, because I sat down and I tried to think of the pros, and I actually think they're the only two pros I can think of of doing it. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I suppose another pro is that she's getting breast milk, which is a pro, but I think that that's all I can think of that's a pro. I'm going to talk to you about cons now. The cons, I would say it's time consuming. And although I said it's not double, it's not double the work, it is definitely more work because you're pumping, you're then feeding the baby as well, you're sterilizing, you're washing, you know, all of that stuff. You know, when you bottle feed with formula, obviously you have to sterilize and you have to make up the bottles and then feed them. But this felt like a lot more work because I was having to sit down and actually pump and then clean my pump and clean the bottles and sterilize everything. So time consuming, definitely. I felt also like I was quite tied to the pump. It sort of became part of me, I think, for those 12 months. And absolutely one of the phrases that came out of my mouth the most during those 12 months was, I need to get home to pump. I need to pump. I need to get home to pump. I said it multiple times a day, every single day. So yes, you're definitely tied to the pump. Another con is that you, although you can be more flexible with leaving them, you can't really be very flexible when you're out and about if you need to pump. Obviously, you can pump out and you can get battery operated pumps, you know, manual pumps. But it's just not as convenient as kind of just whipping your boob out and feeding them. So, yeah, it's it's not as flexible in that respect. Another con is that I needed to wear breast pads basically the entire time. So usually if you're uh, breastfeeding directly, after a while your uh, supply regulates and so you kind of don't really need breast pads anymore because your boobs don't tend to leak that much. They still might sometimes at night, you know, if your baby goes and sleeps a really long time at night, which they haven't done before, then they might leak. But I needed them for that entire 12 months because I just think my milk supply never fully regulated. It didn't really know what it was doing. And although I tried to pump as regularly as I could and kind of stick to her schedule of feeding, I still think it didn't quite work in the same way as if they're feeding directly. And so perhaps that's why my milk supply was so high because it just didn't know what it was doing. So I I did have to wear breast pads a lot, which obviously isn't great. And it's just so not glamorous and... For 12 months, it's quite a lot. The other con is that, oh my goodness, if you spill any of the milk, it is the worst thing ever. So there's that meme that's like, never cry over spilled milk unless it's breast milk and then cry. (laughs) Like, that's so true. If you express anyway, so if you feed your baby directly 
and you also express and you spill a bit of that milk, it's really bad because you have worked and you have you've pumped that milk like that has taken a lot but when your only source of their food is you pumping and you spill the milk it is so tragic so I have I mean I spilt milk many times but the one time that always sticks in my mind was I had pumped an entire like nine ten ounce bottle of milk and I had put the lid on put it in my bag went out and then when I got to where I was going I opened my bag and I hadn't put the lid on properly and the entire thing had spilt all over my bag so I lost every drop and everything in my bag was then covered in sticky breast milk and also it meant that Elle's feed had gone like I didn't have it anymore and it's not like I could just whack her on my boob and that's fine but luckily I, I usually took out like a couple of bottles just in case so yeah spilt milk is not fun and it was very sad because I had sat there and pumped this milk and then it just got wasted so don't cry over spilt milk, but you can cry over spilt breast milk. Absolutely. I'd say they're the main cons, really. So tips. I have some tips on uh, exclusively pumping. If anybody finds themselves in that situation, I have some top tips. And these are actually on my website on a blog post, but I thought I would bring them to the podcast because obviously not everybody has gone onto my website and read my blog posts. So um, I'm going to tell you them here as well. So the first one is to pump regularly. So every two hours at first, um, but obviously take your baby's lead um with how much they're feeding and just keep an eye on kind of their how often they feed and try to match that I would say two uh, take supplements um so if you're worried about your supply and this also goes for if you're just directly breastfeeding as well um if you're worried about your supply which many people do I did as well despite m- myself having this crazy oversupply also worried um there are s- different supplements you can take so there's fenugreek um there's mother's milk tea which is like just a tea that you drink you can also make lactation cookies uh, which are made from oats because oats are really good for increasing your milk supply as well obviously please research all of these things before you try them and make sure they're right for you but there are different things you can do to increase your supply and those are some of them the third tip is just try to relax if you're stressed then honestly it really affects your milk supply and I know this I could see it like when you're breastfeeding directly you can't really see it your baby might be a bit more aggy because they're not getting as much but when you're actually expressing it out and you can see how much you're getting I could tell I could absolutely tell if I was stressed by the amount of milk that I got also tip number four which is linked is to drink tons of water they say you should drink three liters of water a day if you're breastfeeding just to help your supply and again I could absolutely see if I was a bit dehydrated in the amount of milk I was getting your baby takes a lot of your water through your milk so you need to drink a lot to stay hydrated yourself and to also make your milk Tip number five is to invest in an electric or a hands-free breast pump Believe it or not, and I cannot quite believe this myself, for the first few months of exclusively pumping, I used a manual breast pump and I actually don't know what I was thinking. I did then invest in a, I got uh, one of the Medela swings, um, which they do as a single or a double breast pump. I actually only ever got the single one. And again, what was I thinking? Why didn't I get the double one? I would have made life so much easier for myself. Um, But yeah, I I used a manual one for some reason to start with. As you can imagine, that was hard work. So yes, invest in an electric one. Also now, which they didn't do um, when I was expressing, is they now do hands-free pumps. So um, one of the ones that comes to mind is the LV, which you see quite a lot, but it just means that you can put it down your bra and 
pump while you're just going about your usual business. And honestly, that would have made life so much easier for me if they had that. Number six is catch your letdown. So while you're breastfeeding or while you're pumping from one boob, typically your other boob um, also expresses milk. Um, It's called your letdown. Uh, Milk will come out of your other boob. And it's amazing how much milk you actually lose. It doesn't probably look that much when it's being caught into a breast pad but if you buy a um, a hacker pump which is like a silicon pump which like suctions onto your boob it just catches your letdown basically you can really see how much and it could be like three four ounces that you're losing just out of that boob while you're feeding or expressing off the other one so absolutely catch your letdown don't waste a drop Number seven is to freeze any extra milk that you get. So I actually ended up in a situation where once I'd kind of established it and I had my routine going, I actually ended up with quite a lot of milk. And so if I had excess that she wasn't going to drink, I would freeze it. Um, I would make it into breast milk ice lollies for her. I would use it to make her porridge with or mashed potato, things like that. And also just there for kind of emergency situation where she might need some and I'm not there. Or, you know, my pump broke or something like that so yes definitely freeze it they do special milk storage bags which you can buy which you can freeze and you write the date on they're really great i would really recommend that number eight is don't run out of breast pads i said about this because of your supply well mine didn't at least mine didn't regulate so i always needed breast pads so you know just keep in mind that you may need them so don't run out if you do run out though a really great tip is to get a nappy and cut it in half and stick half of it down each side of your bra to because ca- they're obviously nappies are very absorbent and yeah that will catch your milk supply I actually did that with my second daughter at night because I have this crazy oversupply a breast pad wouldn't hold my milk I'd wake up covered in milk every morning so I started just using a nappy every night number nine is just take it a day at a time I think don't set unrealistic goals which just seem unachievable I never at the beginning was like, I'm going to pump for 12 months. Like that is, that's my goal. I honestly, I took it three months at a time. You know, even if you have to take it a day at a time, just set yourself realistic goals, you know, get to three months or whatever your goal is, a week, two weeks, three weeks and assess where you are. Assess if you, if you feel okay, if, you know, is it working? Is it making you miserable? If it's making you miserable, then don't do it. You know, you have to be happy as well. And yes, it's important that your baby's happy, but you have to be happy too. And so set realistic goals and just reassess where you are. I did that. And before I knew it, I ended up at 12 months because I kind of got to six months and I thought, you know what? I could do another few months. I got to nine months and I thought I could do another few months. And there I was at at 12 months. My last tip is just be prepared to pump everywhere. I pump in cars I pumped in cars numerous times I pumped with aeroplanes I pumped in toilets I pumped in a theatre I pumped lots of places I pumped upstairs at parties while everyone was downstairs having a great time I carried my pump everywhere with me basically it came everywhere so um yeah just be prepared to pump everywhere um I must say a lot of places are very accommodating the theatre I went to um see a show in London actually when Elle was I don't know how old she was six months maybe um but I needed to pump while I was out because I was gone for quite a long time and I just emailed them before and I explained and I said you know is there anywhere I can go like an office or somewhere and they actually were so accommodating they gave me this like gigantic room that I could go and and pump in and it was fine so people are very accommodating 
So those are my top tips. Those are my pros and cons. And that is my story about um, exclusively pumping. The thing I would say about it is that it isn't the easiest option and definitely isn't, but it is possible if you want to breastfeed, but you can't, you know, they don't latch for for whatever reason, then it, it is possible and it is doable. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to make this podcast because I wanted people to know that it is an option, but it definitely isn't the easiest option. So just be aware of that as well. And yeah, like if there's any questions that anybody has and wants to ask, I, you know, I know a lot about pumping. I pumped for such a long time that I know a lot. So please do ask. You can contact me through my website or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. Please come and contact me if if you have anything you'd like to know. And I just really hope that this episode's been interesting and that you've gained something from it really, even if it's just a bit more awareness and knowledge about expressing, then um, hopefully, hopefully it's been helpful. So thank you very much for listening. And I'll actually be back next week with a normal episode which will talk about hypnobirthing and it will be about birth plans and birth preferences so I will be back at my normal time next week and I will speak to you all then goodbye